Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra. I'm your host. Um, if you're a listener and you've been wondering where the hell I have been the past few weeks, um, well, first off, it's none of your business, okay? I do this for free. I answer to nobody, okay? Um, but no, no, my life is a hellscape. Um, I mean, it's it's a living nightmare. Every morning I wake up, it's something new. My stove broke. That was hell. I had to get a new stove. Uh, I had to get like a plug-in stove to cook while I was waiting on the parts for the broken stove. My shower is broke. Um, I mean, it just sucks, guys. I don't know how to, it just sucks, all right? But I don't want to sit here and complain about my life and being a single mom because nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody gives a shit about moms or single moms. Just shut up and cook and keep your kids off the streets. That's all they care about. Um, And I understand that. I totally get it. It was my fault. I procreated with a serial cheater, and now I am paying the consequences. And I will die a miserable death alone because... Who the hell has time to date when you're a, a single mom? I, I, and you can't even talk about that. I can't even make jokes about like who the hell has time to date when you're a single mom? Because I know a lot of m- women do because they're not trying to podcast or make it in the, the comedy industry. So they probably have more time than me. So anyways, you can't, you're just a big target. Okay. If you're a female in any industry, but I had to, uh, well, besides, I will bitch a little bit, okay? Because I, it, my kid's at the age now where she always wants to go to basketball games with her friends, you know, and I, it's always me. I have to take her and pick her up every single time. And today I, I wanted to do this and I didn't want to have to get home and do it. I just wanted to get it out of the way because that is the type of person that I am. And she springs the game on me. And of course, I was like, no, you, you don't, you're not, you can skip a game. You can, it's, it, it's an eighth grade basketball game. It means nothing, okay? You're not missing anything. And I lost, okay? I just, because if not, she wouldn't let me podcast. She'd be in and out of here going through my stuff, making a mess, and whining and complaining that all of her friends are at the stupid game and she's not. So, I had to take her and pick her up and I asked her, I was just like, why can't you ask your stupid father? He's, he lives right down the street. I mean, he's five minutes away. See if he can take you or pick you up. And I guess he had to have surgery on his foot or something. I don't know. I don't care. And he had an allergic reaction to the medicine. So he had to go to the emergency room because his whole face blew up like a balloon And I just don't care. I'm like, well, so what? Is he back? He can still take you. He can still drive, okay? So then she got all mad at me because I wasn't very sympathetic to her father's ordeal. And, you know, it's like, listen, I'm going to be honest. I have a life insurance policy out on the son of a bitch. So I really don't care what happens. Because you know what? If he croaks, I get a facelift. And hopefully I I have enough money to get my lips done 
Because listen, you have to, the hell that he put me through, I, I'm getting that facelift. Um, but anyways, I know I'm, I'm an evil person, but I really don't care because I'm fucking miserable. But I had to get up. It's my only day off. And I, I have to, in addition to all the stuff that's broken, I have a bunch of other stuff that needs fixed. So I had to call and set up all these appointments. And no lie, I was on hold for probably two hours today. And, and then I have this dog that I didn't want. I didn't, I love dogs. Okay. I love dogs, but I didn't want a dog because they're a responsibility. And my kid kept begging for a dog. And I was like, no, we can't have a dog. We can't have a dog. It's just too much, whatever. And she doesn't stop. And I don't know. She got me at a weak moment. I, I think I was ovulating or something. And she ended up pulling this dog up on the screen. And she's like, I want this dog. And because I like German shepherds. And we used to have a German shepherd. And I was like, well, when we were talking about getting a dog, it was between a German shepherd or a Ponsky. And she pulled, she, I don't know, she did all this research. I did nothing except for buy the damn dog. And she pulled this stupid dog up on my screen and she was like, what about that dog? And I was like, oh, he's cute, whatever. And she made me email the people right then and there. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, she was like hanging on the back of my chair and made me email these people. And it's not like, I, if I could beat her, I would, but you're not allowed. And I should beat her. But what she just doesn't stop. Anyways, and after I emailed them and they emailed me back, I even told her dad, I'm like, look, you're going to have to talk to this kid because I can't have a dog in this house. I can't do it. I can't do it. He didn't help. So now we have a dog. And the dog, the dog is smart. He's a, he's a German shepherd. He's super, he's smarter than I think my kid, okay? He can open doors. So like all day today while I was on hold, when we should have been on his walk, he opened the closet door and he pulled out my coat and he brought it to me. And I was like, I'm on hold. You're just going to have to wait. And then he came in and he got in my dirty clothes and he brought out my Under Armour, like my cold gear, because I usually put that on when I take him for a walk or if we go outside and play. And... I want to get rid of the dog, but he's so smart. So now I can't. So now my life is literally, I have to play with this damn dog all the time. He doesn't let me do anything. I mean, I have to wear him out so he sleeps so I can do this or I can research or I can do anything. So I'm just not, I'm not happy. I'm fucking miserable. But anyways, he chewed up the goddamn remote control and my TV is stuck on Fox News um, and yeah, I could like get down on my hands and knees and change it, but I, I don't want to do that. So I was watching Fox News while I was on hold and they were, this was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay. They were talking about how somebody climbed up on one of those huge, big menorah displays, some in some town or city, I don't know. And they hung a Palestinian flag which I thought was funny. Like, to me, that's just funny, okay? Who cares? You can't deface a menorah or any inanimate object with another object. It's a flag. It's a menorah. How no one was hurt. If you're getting offended by that or if that is making you feel unsafe on your campus, 
then you probably shouldn't be in college because someone putting a flag on a menorah is the least of anybody's concerns. It really is, folks. But no, they were talking about how it was anti-Semitism, how it, it constituted a hate crime. Like, what the, are you kidding me? People used to run naked and they still do. They run naked out on football fields, okay? And we're talking about someone putting a goddamn flag on a stupid menorah as being a hate crime? Like, guys, this is insane. If this is what is going, if this is how people are thinking in this country, we're fucked. Yes, we are, guys. We are screwed. I'm sorry. There is nothing anti-Semitic about putting a flag on a menorah, okay? I'm sorry. Especially considering um, they just, this was over, I saw... I don't know. I think it was over the summer. It doesn't matter. But it was within the past six months. The UN had a vote because I guess somebody in France burnt a Quran, did like a public burning of a Quran. And of course, the Islamic countries wanted the UN to condemn it. So they had to have a vote. They All these countries had to come together and vote on whether or not we were going to condemn the burning of a Quran or, I don't know, make it a crime. Maybe it was make it a crime or something. I don't know. I, I mean, but it was in France. So, like, it's not, come on. And, of course, all the Islamic countries voted yes. All the other countries voted no. And all the BRICS countries, like, you know, Brazil and Argentina. And I don't think Argentina's in BRICS. But, anyways, you get the idea. The countries that have relations with the Islamic countries, they just voted abstained, you know. And... It's like, well, you can't, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, whether you're in France or here in America, you can burn a Quran, you can burn a Bible, you can burn the American flag, you can burn any flag you goddamn want. It doesn't matter. This is America. It is your First Amendment, right? That's why people come here, okay? So grow up, people. If you're going to start saying that somebody at a college campus on this huge menorah display went and hung a Palestinian flag. If that is anti-Semitism, if that is a hate crime, then, you know, we're not going to be allowed to burn flags or burn Bibles or burn the Quran. We're going to lose everything, okay? So I just don't understand why. It's one thing that the news is covering it, okay? But to have, like, experts on and have a panel on where they're talking about all, and I get it, yes, anti-Semitism is real. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I know it exists. Trust me. Okay? It exists. I get it. But that was not anti-Semitism. Um, I'm sorry. People walking around on campus ripping off the posters of the hostages. Yeah, it's a dick move. They're assholes. It's not a hate crime. Okay? Nobody was harmed. I mean, what? Nobody in America that walks past those posters can do anything to help the hostages in Hamas in the, the Gaza Strip. Nothing. You can't. And, and tearing them down isn't going to make it any less likely that they're rescued or not rescued. It's It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Okay? It might be an asshole thing to do, but... It's not a hate crime. It's not anti-Semitic. It's just somebody being an asshole. And whatever, who cares? There are so many more important things that we could be talking about on the news. And while I'm watching this, because my dog, 
because my life sucks and my dog chewed up my remote and I was on hold all goddamn day. You know, I'm, I'm seeing this. And then underneath on the ticker, you know, the, the, the little scroll, three Palestinian students were shot. One, I mean, all, they almost died. One is paralyzed because they were just walking home from a birthday party and they had the little black and white scarf wrapped around their necks or whatever. I don't know. But they were shot by some crazy guy in an apartment. And then, you know, that little boy that was killed in Chicago that was stabbed to death because he was Palestinian and brown and his, I don't know, his landlord was crazy. And, you know, that makes a ticker. But the flag on the menorah, that's a hate crime and that's anti-Semitism. So it's like, come on, guys, get your shit together. It, I mean, it, it, it's shocking that the, the reporters, the anchors are sitting there and they're just playing along. Like, how much money are they paying you to just play along? And I know you're full of shit because I know Fox News anchors, okay? Uh, a Fox News anchor gave me my first Molly pill at a strip club, okay? So anyways, you guys remember that because the more my life goes down the drain and it just becomes... I, I, I might get, I'm in purgatory. I can't get out. Okay. So the farther deep I get into this, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think I was Hitler in a past life. Okay. That is how bad my life is. So anyways, I am a, I'm a terrorist sympathizer. So don't fuck with me people because I'm about ready to start naming names and you guys can go to hell with me. But anyways, no, I, I was thinking about how, they talk about all this stuff that doesn't matter, right? And it wasn't that long ago that these same people that are claiming that the menorah is hate speech and anti-Semitism and that the ripping down of the flyers constitutes the same thing, you know, these same people just a, f a few months ago were saying how, you know, they were coming to people's defense when... They were saying, hey, look, I have a vagina and I don't like being in the locker room and having this lady dick, you know, always just plopping out, you know, every time we walk in there, you know, and, you know, people would call those girls, those or whatever, the people with vaginas, they would call them, you know, transphobe and how it was violent to not want to share a locker room with lady dick. So and that's that's it's insane. No, they're not transphobe for that. OK, just like. The flag on the goddamn menorah isn't hate speech or anti-Semitism, okay? It's a prank, all right? So it, it's crazy that people can't see through their own bullshit and see how their, their thoughts and their ideologies don't even make sense when you compare them to other situations. Anyways, it's just insane. But, um, but I think it, it's because people would rather talk about this stuff because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. Um, instead of talking about, you know, the, what are we up to? Like 16,000 Palestinians that have been killed, mostly women and children. Um, no one wants to talk about that. That's just depressing. I mean, it's the holidays, folks. Come on. But no, more importantly, what people don't want to talk about is the fact that, what, I mean, the amount of money that we put into wars and financing wars is, is, it's unbelievable. And see, I used to be, a, and I still am, I still like Bill Maher. I used to be a much bigger fan when I was younger, 
But now that he's gone, you know, he always bitches about, you know, the youth and college students and how they go to college and they lose their minds and they get all woke. And yes, that is true. Just like when you went to, where'd you fucking, I forget where you went. But anyways, just like when you went to college, you probably got a little, little woke, right? And yeah, so that's what happens. And college kids today, yes, it's to the extreme and they're little pussies. But um, it's not like it's out of context, you know, because you go, whatever your major is, you have to take all these arts and humanities and you have to take sociology and psychology and you have to take a goddamn history class and, and a, you know, an econ class and you start learning about things and you learn about how, yeah, we're fighting this war in Ukraine. You know, we're, we're supplying Ukraine with weapons so they can fight Russia and Russia is buying weapons from Iran and then Iran has all this extra money that it wasn't expecting so now it has more money to fund its proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis and you know what say what you want about the Houthis but they are the best dressed terrorist organization out there have you I I like the Houthis I mean seriously you got to give it to the Houthis they are they're f- I like the Houthis. I mean, to go and take over a ship, they just flew a helicopter on a ship and took it over. And they like, br- it's the funniest thing. I mean, as long as no one's injured, you can joke about it. But anyways, so Iran now can fund these proxies that, you know, make life a living hell for Israelis, right? So do you see, it's just a revolving door of shit. And then you, when you're in college, not only do you learn about all that, but you also learn, well, if you want to be anti-war and you want to stop all the funding of all these, you know, operations around the country, then you're going to have to deal with the fact that it's not like we just give these weapons to Israel or Ukraine. We actually manufacture them here in America with American workers. Okay, so it's this big economy. You have you need people to make the weapons. You have to have an office staff because they have to order the raw materials. You have to ship it. It's it's a this big thing. Okay, so with I mean, where are all these jobs going to go if we don't have weapons to sell to all these other countries to fight and kill each other? You know, and it's dark. Yes. And you learn about that in college. And so it flips people out. That's why you need more art. You need you need you need kids. They need to take art classes and you know art history. And that's where it truly it all comes together, folks. Because I I don't know who's listening. I mean I I went to a private school. Um, well not the all of my um career as a student, but uh, junior high and high school, some of high school, all of junior high, some of high school. Um. So I, I know a lot about the Bible, much more than the average person knows. And I would venture to say a lot more than Christians know. Because a lot of these people that say they're Christians, they're not Christians. Okay, let's cut the shit. They haven't even read one verse in the Bible. They don't know anything what's in that book. Okay, they just like, oh, Jesus is this hot rocker and whatever. They don't, they, you know what I'm talking about. They're not Christians, folks. Um, but so I, I have that. And then I, I went to college. So you learn, a, you, you just go in farther depth of everything. And I took religious study classes that are taught, like that are taught, like the, the history of Christianity and the canonization of the Bible and how it all came about. And then, um, 
when I went back to school to learn how to edit and do Photoshop and all this stuff, I had to take art history classes. And that's where it all came together. And it was the coolest thing. And I, you know, it, it was the one thing that I can say that I am glad with all, I mean, I'll be paying student loans off to the day that I die. My, I spent the vast majority of junior high and high school in the hallway because they kicked me out of Bible class all the time. So I was just, you know, like a spaz. I was always in trouble. And, but taking art history, I, I'm glad I got to do it. It made everything worth it because that's truly, it just brings, you learn so much. So like when I'm talking about all this, you know, the wars and the funding and how it creates jobs and without it, it's just, it's bad, right? Because if people don't have jobs, then they don't have money and they can't shop and they can't support the economy here in America. So it, it, it's not good, right? And that's not just here, that's everywhere. That's every country, all right? So it, it, keeps, it keeps everything in balance. And it's what the Egyptians would call ma'at. That was their Egyptian god, but it was a way of life. It's how it was cosmic order. It's how they, you know, made sense out of chaos. And it, it gradually, it evolved over time. So in the beginning, it had a lot to do with the weather and the river and farming and agriculture. And then they would develop their teachings for school, like kids. I mean, they had schools. They would develop it around that, but everything was centered around Ma'at. And as, you know, human civilization evolved, and now you're in the Bronze Age and you're trading and they everything evolved around trade and um learning how to make weapons and it's mod without it we go back to the dark ages where you get slaughtered we're not going to, to canon to slaughter the canaanites that are you know making deals with the Hittites, you know, and selling us out. No, like if we don't do this, they're going to come here and slaughter you. Okay. It's called Ma'at. Anyways, but guys, that's true. It doesn't matter what country you're in. If people don't have money and jobs, then they will start forming militias to overthrow the government. That's what happens. And that's not good because, see, women don't join them. When that starts happening, no, no, no. See, we hide in the house because we know once men start joining these militias that hand out guns and arm patches, guess what? Women get raped. Oh, yes, they do. Yes. It's a universal truth. There's no way around it. It's always been like this, and it will always be like this. There's no way out of this, ladies. I mean, it, it's like, okay, it's like fat chicks that go do adult Disney trips for a girl weekend. Yes, it is. I, I don't know why, but that's what happens. That You know the type of girl that does this. You know, they like to scrapbook and take pictures and you know, document every moment of their life. Only they really don't have any friends. So they, they get their fat friends, they go to Disney, and they run around and they snort I don't, their powdered sugar off of their funnel cake and they shove their tits in Mickey Mouse's face because they didn't get to go on spring break, okay? It's the same thing. That, that it's 
That's why fat chicks go to Disney and some men join the military and militias because they want to rape. I don't know. I'm not a man. I can't speak for the men. I can only speak to why women do the shit that they do. But that, folks, is what happens. And we're always talking about, that was another thing they're talking about, the condemning of the Hamas rapes. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, rape is wrong. It's illegal. I, I don't see why we have to spend invaluable time with Congress wasting their time to vote on whether or not they want to condemn a terrorist organization that raped people. Like, duh, like everyone's against that. And it kind of makes us look stupid because, yes, no, rape should never, ever be used as a war crime or a weapon for war even though it always is and it always has been. But hey, it wasn't that long ago that our soldiers were told to ignore the rape of a bunch of Afghan Afghanistan little boys on their bases that went on for years. And we ignored that because it was culture or something. I don't know, but it makes us look really stupid, you know? And did, I don't know, was America calling for a vote to condemn the gang rape of that 14-year-old Israeli, or not Israeli, uh, Iraqi girl that was raped by the four soldiers? Remember that? That was horrible. Not only that, they, ki they killed her, they killed her mom, they killed her dad, and they killed one of her little sisters, okay? And they, they didn't even get life in prison, it was a military court. I mean, they got like decades sentences, but they're up for parole after like 10 years and they don't go to like real prison. They go to Camp Cupcake. They, they go to a special prison for soldiers. So come on, guys, like uh, condemn it all, right? Condemn it all. We should be furious that this is even happening. We, we only get mad when it's somebody else that does it. Okay, but when it's our soldiers, no, we look away. Our news, and it's not even that we look away, we don't even know about it because they're not allowed to put it on the news, guys. See, because the news, <coughs> I'm sorry, they're all owned by the same corporations. We know that. We've already talked about that. So they're they're not a they they have to answer to shareholders, and the same shareholders are all the same shareholders for all the weapons manufacturing. And we've already established that it creates jobs. So they just ignore rape, okay? And they don't investigate it. That those four guys almost got away with it because they said that it was Sunni insurgents, and it wasn't until a bunch of, um, I guess, Iraqi combatants and then other terrorist organizations started kidnapping our soldiers and they started publicly saying this is why they were doing it, that the U.S. Army investigated it and they found out, oh, yeah, it was these four soldiers that gang-raped the girl and killed her whole entire family. So, you know, what, guys, I, I don't even know why people get all hung up over this stuff. I mean, if you want to condemn something, let's start condemning for, please, I, I want to condemn all the repeated rapes and acts of violence in the Bible. You know, like uh, you, you see these people and they claim to be Christians or believe in God and all this stuff. And it's like, well, have you read the Bible? Because I don't think you have. I mean, it is, no one's definitely read the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. Holy shit. I can't even believe it was printed. That's how bad it is, guys. I mean, what, what was the, um, 
the Levite and his concubine. Okay. Remember this Levite, his concubine left him and went back to her parents. So he had to hunt her down. He went to the parents, got the concubine, and then they were headed out somewhere. I, I don't know what town. It doesn't matter. Um, and they ran into this, this guy. And of course, the Levite is an Israelite. It's one of the 12, sorry, it's one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they're in this town that is primarily, um, I, I guess, populated by Benjamites. That was another is a tribe. That's another tribe of Israel. And um, this guy was like, no, guys, don't stay in the town square. Just come to my house. You'll be safe there. Just stay in my house. So they go to this stranger's house and a bunch of Benjamites show up and they start pounding on the door and they're like, hey, who's your friend? Can we can we rape him? Do you have any guys that we can rape? And uh, and this is if, if you haven't. If you, I should do a whole series on just stuff in the Bible because you'll learn this is a pattern. This happens in like every book, every story in the Bible. These Israelites show up, the Benjamites, they pound on the door and they're like, we need some ass to fuck. And the Levite was like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. And then the, the stranger that was in the house, the, house, the homeowner was like, no, guys, this is so disrespectful. You cannot do this to my friend. I have daughters. Take my daughters. And they're like, no. We, and anyway, so the Levite ends up giving the concubine to the Benjamites and they take her and they rape her all night. And then they, she dies, and they just leave her dead on the steps. So the Levite wakes up the next morning and finds his dead concubine. So he gets mad, and when he gets back home, he chops her up into, like, 12 pieces. 11. Because he, well, maybe he did, I think it's 12. Anyways, he sends her body parts to all the 12 tribes of Israel, letting them know that the Benjamites fucked his concubine to death. So they all get together and they decide to fight the Benjamites and punish the Benjamites. Okay. And they do, they go in and they slaughter the Benjamites and they kill all the women and the men, except for the virgins. They can't, they keep the vert. No, maybe they do kill the virgins in this one. I think they kill it. They kill women and children. They kill everyone. Okay. And then the Benjamites retreat and then they, they have this assembly, okay? They have an assembly that they have once a year where all the 12 tribes come together, okay? And they, you know, they, they pray to God and they feel bad for killing all the Benjamites' wives. And then they realize that from this, this town, Gilead or whatever, there's no one from Gilead. And they don't know why, because this is a mandatory assembly that all the Israelites have to come to at this particular time of the year. And they're not there. So they decide, well, hey, we're going to go punish the town of Gilad or whatever because they're not here and that's against God's wishes. And we're going to go and we're going to kill all the men, all the women, except for the virgins. We're going to kidnap all the virgins and we're going to bring them back and we're going to give them to the Benjamites as a way of, you know, saying we're sorry for killing all of your wives. So they go and they kill everyone and they, I don't know, they kidnap like 400 virgins or something, but it wasn't enough virgins for the Benjamites and they felt bad about that. So the Levites were like, shit, they're not going to have enough wives, but guess what? There is a festival 
down south or something where all these women are going to come out and they're going to dance. And if you go up in the vineyards, up in the mountains, and you hide and you wait till all the women come out and start dancing, you can charge them and you can go and you can kidnap all the women and they'll be your wives. So the Benjamites do that. They go and they kidnap all the wives and they just kidnap these women. Okay, and then the, the Levites are like, well, if their husbands or brothers or whatever complain, just say it's because the Benjamites needed wives and it's God's will and they won't be mad. I mean, this this is a pattern throughout the new or throughout the Old Testament, guys. That's all it is. That's all the Old Testament is. It's just rape, murder, rape and chopping up babies. Yeah, guys, I, I wrote down some verses. Hold on. Okay, so Isaiah, so he was a prophet, and so he was just saying how, you know, I think he was speaking to how Babylon was going to be punished for, like, sacking the, the, the temple, Solomon's temple. And if you know anything historically about the Bible, you know the Old Testament was written during the Babylonian exile, like some of the stuff in here does in the Old Testament, some things do match up historically. Like they did fight Babylon and Babylon defeated them and uh, took took them all into exile for like 70 years, 60 or 70 years. And then the when the Persia when Persia conquered Babylon and then Egypt, they released the Israelites back into the land of Canaan. Okay. Um so Israel says, or not Israel, Isaiah says, and Isaiah 13, 16, their infants will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives raped. That's God's punishment. This is all throughout the Old Testament. And uh, Deuteronomies, do you guys know Deuteronomies? You know Moses? Okay, so this was, Deuteronomy is basically Moses' story, one of them. And um, this is him. It's his final words to the Israelites because he's old. What is he like 120 now, I think? And he's getting ready to die, but they've made it. They've made it out of the wilderness. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan, the Jordan River into Canaan. Because remember, he led them out of, out of Egypt, but I don't know why he just wouldn't go through the Sinai Peninsula. I don't know why he went all the way around. Or maybe he went all the way up through Sinai and then up through Syria and Iraq. and Can It doesn't make sense. Geography, ge geography-wise, it makes no sense. But whatever. We don't have, you know, may maybe maybe Jews just have a bad sense of direction, okay? Maybe that's it. But, um... So anyway, so this is his final words to the Israelites before sending them across the Jordan River. And he's talking about like, if you're good, if you follow God's rules and his laws, you're going to be blessed. But if you don't, if you disobey, there's going to be punishment. Okay. So Deuteronomy 28, I think it starts in like, or yeah, 28 and it starts at verse 15. Um, it's curses for disobedience and then blessings for obedience. Okay. So if you disobey, you'll be pledged to be married to a woman, but another will take her and rape her. You will build a house, but you will not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will not even begin to enjoy its fruit. Why is, oh, anyways, that, now I have my notes. But no, I mean, it's a pattern. Like God punishes women with rape. Okay. 
And my thing is, okay, so this they're speaking to a man. So obviously the punishment is is coming down on a man because it says you will be pledged to be married to a woman. So it's it's a, it's a man who disobeyed God. So because God disobeyed, because the because this guy disobeyed God's rules, uh, he's gonna punish the woman that he is supposed to be married to with rape. Guys, does that make sense? I mean, nobody in their logical mind, there, no God would ever do that, right? I mean, come on, guys, use your head a little bit. Why is God punishing some woman for something a man did with rape? I mean, he's punishing a man by raping a woman that he's supposed to be married with, with rape, which is then rewarding another man for doing something wrong, right? And, and, and also, since we're talking about it, it doesn't say anywhere in, in the Bible that you're not allowed to rape women. No, it's not even in the Ten Commandments. It doesn't make the Ten Commandments once. So, I mean, uh, yeah, because men rape. That's all. It wasn't even a concept. Well, clearly it's a concept because, you know, that, that's how you punish women. And, you know, God's eyes, God's words, that's all his prophets talk about is raping women as punishment and then going out and kidnapping women and then, you know, stealing virgins from villages that have never had sex with a man and giving them to your other Israelite friends. Um, it's insane. And then I was reading how, because everyone always talks about how violent the Quran is. It's and I see you see Jewish scholars, you see people that are Jewish that probably have a fairly educated view or knowledge of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and, and they all all they want to do is talk about how violent Quran, the Quran is and Islam is, and maybe it is. I don't know. It's not my religion, but I did read, I did Google about rape and the Quran because I know how prevalent rape is in the Hebrew Bible because I've been educated on it. Um, but I, I guess a bunch of people, I, I guess Muhammad's followers asked him, is it okay to rape in battle? Like, are you allowed to plunder? Like you, are you allowed to take women, you know, as uh, what's it called? Spoils of war. And Muhammad said, yes, but you have to pull out. Um, and it's not much better in Judaism. Like in Jude, you could go in if you were to go kill a, a bunch of villagers. You could take the women as concubines or wives, or you could just rape them. But you had to shave their head first. I mean, I, I, I guys, I don't know. It's fucking nuts, right? I mean, and, and then okay, and then I know everyone was making a big deal about how uh, the kids were uh, looking into Osama bin Laden. You know, and they were saying how he was right and he was correct and whatever. I, I, my kid was talking about it because it was on TikTok. And she asked me, she's like, who's Osama bin Laden? And I was like, oh, uh, he's the reason mommy has to sneak three ounce bottles of conditioner up her pussy because I can't fit a week's worth of hair product and a Ziploc bag. OK, and that's who Osama bin Laden is. All right. And I say pussy and I know you're not allowed to say pussy, especially on TikTok. Like you're supposed to say cooter or something like it's a kid's toy, but it's not. It's a pussy. OK, anyways, um, that's who he is. But I did get me thinking about, OK, because remember when they raided him in Pakistan and they got his 
desktop and all that stuff, his hard drives, all of his hard drives. And they, the army was talking about how there was an extensive amount of porn on all the hard drives and that he would send, I don't know, messages to Al Qaeda fighters within the porn. So I wonder maybe because it's just so prevalent as far as like war and rape. I mean, maybe he wanted them to jack off before they went and killed people so he wouldn't rape the women. I don't know. It, it was either that or it was like, hey, guys, go rape. I don't know. But we'll never know because the army will never tell us. And since the army isn't telling us, I'm going to assume that it was probably trying to tell the soldiers because a lot of these people were just hillbillies. Come on, guys. We've seen Afghanistan, you know. So we've seen we've seen and it's not like our soldiers are any better. We see what they do and they rape, too. Um, I mean, they rape the women on their own bases. They rape their fellow soldiers. It's actually a huge problem. They just had to, Biden, I, th this is the shit that never makes the news, guys. Um, Biden just had to sign a new bill that the army created a special task force just for the internal rapes of the soldiers raping female soldiers. They had to set up a whole entire new division for it because, you know, it's a military court, so it's just in front of other military leaders appointed, I don't know, lawyers and jury and judge, and they're all rapists, go figure. So, and not only that, but not only do these soldiers rape other female soldiers when they're stationed, like, on base for their basic training and whatever, wherever they go, I don't know what they do, um, they also rape women out and about in the town. It's a huge problem. We're talking, they're saying like maybe like 30,000 women, something like that, that are, that's been reported and it's a problem. And see, here's the thing. If you get raped by a soldier, even if you're not in the army, like if you're just at a bar and he's there with all of his sailor friends and you guys are having a good time and you end up hanging out with him and he rapes you and you report it. It doesn't go to trial in civilian court. No, it's a military court. And they have completely different rules. So, I mean, it's a fucking problem, guys. But we don't talk about that. No, we want to talk about the Palestinian flag being on a menorah that it defiled and defaced this fucking menorah on a college campus. That's what we talk about. And I don't even get me started. But, um, oh, and here's another thing. Okay, so here's another Deuteronomies. And remember, this is Moses' last, I don't know, last words to the Israelites before he releases them into the land of Canaan. Um, now he's talking about war. This is a whole thing about, like, what you do when you go in and you kill everyone. Because when he took, that was the thing. God promised the Israelites these, this land, but that he they had to kill the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the all, all these ites. They had to kill them all and take their land. That's what God told them to do. So Moses is clarifying here in Deuteronomy 20, verse 14. As for the women, the children, the livestock, and everything else in the city, you may take these as plunder for yourself, and you may use the plunder the Lord your God gives you from your enemies. It's great, isn't it? Charming. So, such, such a loving God. And if you haven't been able to tell by now, yes, I am an atheist. I, I am 1,000% an atheist. I spent the vast majority 
uh, Bible class, kicked out of class because I just had so many issues with all of it. And we haven't even gotten into the, like the New Testament, but, um, and no one talks about Abraham, right? No one talks about Abraham. We just know that all the three Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they all, they, they all share the same prophets. I mean, Jesus, Isaiah, Abraham, they all have the same prophets, basically the same. Well, Israel, Judaism, Christianity, it's all the same, except for they don't buy into the New Testament. Um, but Islam still has Jesus, and I think Peter and Paul and similar stories, a little bit different. Like in the New Testament, Jesus turns water into wine for a wedding that his mom asks him to, you know, they need wine. Um, in Islam, Jesus turned the neighborhood kids into pigs because their parents wouldn't allow them to play with Jesus because they thought he was a sorcerer. Um, so just a little, just little differences. But rape, everyone rapes. Um, but Abraham, we rarely ever talk about Abraham. You know, he he was, well, he's actually referred to as a prophet in the Bible. Um, but, you know, God said that, you know, his his descendants, the Israelites, I guess, um, were going to, they were promised the promised land of milk and honey, which was is Israel, Palestine, used to be the land of Canaan. Um, it was in the Levant. It historically was always a um, a vessel state for Egypt. But anyway, so Abraham. Okay, so his descendants, God promised that land to Abraham's descendants. Um, but what we don't ever talk about, Abraham, one, he was a foreigner. He wasn't even from Israel. He was from UR, which is in modern-day Iraq, and it was it – was, uh, the Babylonian Empire, which is where he was from, and actually before it was Babylon, it was Sumerian, not Sumerian, it was Sumerian, um, and we he was a pedophile, guys. Yes, he was a pedophile, all right? He leaves UR, which is close to modern-day Baghdad now, to go wander around the land of Canaan with his... Uh, wife's Sarah, but she wasn't named Sarah yet. She was Sarah and uh, his nephew Lot. And then they get there, they wander around, you know, and there's a famine. So they go to Egypt. Okay. And while they're in Egypt, he tells Sarah, remember, if anyone asks, you're my sister, not my wife. So she's like, okay. So the Pharaoh's servants, men, whatever, see her and they are impressed at how pretty she is. So somehow she ends up with the Pharaoh in the Pharaoh palace. Okay. And then God curses the Pharaoh. But before he curses the Pharaoh, Abraham has to go and get her and he gets donkeys and sheep and camels and he gets an Egyptian servant. Okay. Then God punishes the Pharaoh for, um, having sex or doing something with a, a married woman, even though they lied to the Pharaoh and said that she was Abraham's sister, not his wife. Okay. So then they go back to Canaan with all their goods. They got a, they got a servant. They have all these sheep and camels and all this stuff. And um, then they end up 
over in Gaza, basically, and they're dealing with the Philistine king. And the same thing. Remember, tell them you're my sister, not my wife. So he ends up, or she ends up again with the king. And um, this time God intervenes. God's like, hey, yo, this is a married woman. That's his wife, not his sister. And he's like, no, I'm an innocent man. Like they said, he told me, and she even said, I'm his sister, not his wife. And anyway, so since he was being honest and all that stuff, God doesn't punish the Philistine king in Gaza. He just lets Sarah go. But again, she she leaves with goats and sheep and camels and all this stuff, okay? And then they're heading back to, to Canaan or whatever. And Sarah asks, or Sarah, it's not Sarah yet. She asks Abraham, why did I have to say that I'm your sister and not your wife? And he tells her, he's like, well, because you are my sister. My father gave you to me and said I could do whatever I wanted with you. Okay, so if she didn't know that, that meant she was really young when their dad gave their daughter to Abraham. Okay, it's incest, it's pedophilia, it's sex trafficking, and it's in the Bible, and nobody says shit. I mean, come on, guys. God didn't punish the Pharaoh, all right? It doesn't make sense. He's The only reason the story would be in there, I don't even know why they even printed it, but he was selling her. He was trafficking women. He was trafficking his sister wife. I don't know, but it's gross. And it's even more interesting, okay, if you think about him being a foreigner, okay, because I don't know if you know anything about art history or the Hammurabi Code, but it's it's kind of what inspired the Ten Commandments. It's this big uh, steel that was carved, and they, they have like 260 laws that you have to follow, okay? And it was from Babylonia, where Abraham is from, and specifically, it was from the um, King of Hammurabi, who ruled you are, which is where Abraham was from. And one of the rules is one, if you fuck your sister, they, they drown both of you. That's not allowed. Incest is not allowed in Babylonia. And if you sleep with your daughter, you get exiled. They kick you out. You have to go and find some other place to live. I don't know. Maybe he was exiled out of Babylonia because he was sleeping with his daughter or maybe he ran away because he was sleeping with his sister but that doesn't make sense because she had to ask why am I supposed to tell people that I'm your sister like if she was his sister she probably would have already known unless she was really young when their dad married her to her brother um so it would make more sense that you know they were shepherds and that's that's how it worked back then. And it still kind of does with a lot of the Bedouins, although I think they stick to like cousins now. But um, that that's who he was. He was just a Bedouin, guys. All right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, when you think about Jesus, the whole virgin birth, he probably was born from a virgin because that's what they did. They would go and they would pillage villages and they would kidnap all the virgins. And because people just fucked their kids and their brothers, there was probably a lot of young girls that, you know, were kidnapped thinking that they were virgins. And then, you know, five months later, they were giving birth. So we know where the virgin birth comes from. That's where it comes from, folks. Um, 
And then, and, and the thing is, so God intervenes. This is what this is why people really piss me off. Okay, so God intervenes when Abraham gives Sarah over to the Philistine king, and he's like, "Oh no, no, she's a married woman. You can't, you can't have relations with her." But where's God with the hostages? How come he doesn't intervene with the hostages in Gaza? This the, the Philistine king is in Gaza. The, uh, you know, it makes no sense, guys. It's because there is no God. It makes no sense. Let's see. what. Where are we at? Do we have time for? We Do we have time for one more story? This is Bible Hour. Let's talk about Lot. Remember Abraham's nephew that he fleed the Babylonian Empire from? Um, so anyways, we know Lot, at some point they separated. So they had all these sheep, right? And we know that they were shepherds because in the book, in Genesis, it talks about how they separate because they're, they're shepherds, like the shepherds and like Lot's shepherds and Abraham's shepherds that they hired to like watch over the sheep. They were fighting because that's all they fucking do in that country is fight. So they decide to separate. They go their separate ways. Somehow Lot ends up in Sodom or in Gomorrah. I don't know. Anyways, so Abraham gets word that he's there and that the people are sinning. So he prays to God and God sends these two angels to, to save Lot. Okay. So Lot is in the town square and the angels show up and they're like, hey, we're here to save you and your family. And Lot's like, okay, cool, but you can't sleep in the square. And the angels are like, no, we're angels. We're cool. We're going to stay in the city square. And Lot's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You need to come back to my house. So they go back to, uh, sorry, guys, I'm getting a little stuffy here. Uh, they go back to Lot's house, okay? And night falls, and of course, people start pounding on the door, and they're like, hey, Lot, who are your friends? Who are these these strangers? Can we fuck them? We want to fuck them. And Lot is like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Here, take my daughters. And they're like, no, we want those guys. And they're, he's like, no, take my daughters. I mean, who offers up their daughter? They're angels. They are messengers from God. And you mean to tell me they can't defend themselves? I've never seen an angel in my life. I mean, and they can't make themselves disappear. It makes, why would you offer your daughters to stop men from raping angels that probably can't even be raped? It makes no sense, okay? So he offers up his daughters and then the, the angels intervene and they make, uh, I don't know. They make two of the men blind or something. And eventually the men go away. The men go away and God's going to destroy the town. And as they're leaving, Lot and his family are leaving and God's going to burn the whole entire city. And of course, Abraham and God have this argument where Abraham was like, well, are you still going to burn the city if, you know, 40 people in the, the town are good? And God's like, well, no, if there's 40 people, they go back and forth. It make, it's a stupid argument. It makes no sense. Anyways, God burns the whole entire goddamn town. Lot and his family leave, but his wife, for some reason, looks back. So God turns her into salt. So Lot goes with his two daughters, and they go and they hide out for eternity in a cave. But the daughters, they get Lot drunk. And the daughters have sex with them. And then they have kids. And they go on to form, I, what was it, Amorites or 
Mobites or whatever. It's just stupid stories. Okay. It's incest. Okay. Daughters don't rape their fathers. Come on. That is a made up story, but yet they printed it. Okay. And this is just in Genesis. We haven't even made it to Exodus or Leviticus or any of the other stories. So, I mean, it makes, it's all one big contradiction. Every story, every book in the Bible, it contradicts another book in the Bible. It's insane. I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys, but there's no God. You can believe in a God all you want. Believe, whatever. If that makes you sleep at night, that's good. But if you, and that's, I respect your decision. I respect your right to believe in a God. But if you think that God had anything to do with any of these stories or told the Israelites, you know, to go slaughter and rape and kidnap virgins so you have wives or, or any of this. I mean, or these daughters raping their fathers or you're out of your mind, okay? They're not related. These are crazy people that wrote stories when they were in exile and they had nothing better to do. Um, and, and Jesus was... Well, one, he was a Bedouin, and two, uh, he he was a salesman, probably. He was probably sick of regulation, and that's where the story of Jesus comes from. But that's for another podcast. But as far as Israel and Gaza and, I mean, I, I, I don't, it's a land grab, guys. It is a total land grab. Um, beachfront properties, I mean, uh, what's it called? Um, Tel Aviv is, is already overpopulated. There's no more room for condominiums and high rises. So they're just, they're going to take Gaza and that's, it's going to be, a you know, it's going to be party central and Trump, Trump is probably going to put a Trump hotel and casino on the temple mound. And it's just going to be virgins and rape and debauchery like Abraham wanted. That's what's going to happen, guys. So anyways, uh, like, follow, subscribe. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I spent the vast majority of Bible class um, in the hallway. And I, even, even with, even with the new, forget the Old Testament. I mean, this stuff was just wacky. And I would say, listen, there is no way this is the same God as in the New Testament. These stories are, they're illegal and it doesn't make sense. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's either separate people or separate God. Um, and no one had an answer. And the only answer that Christians give is, well, that's why God gave Jesus, his son, to die for your sins so we all can be saved. And it's like, okay, well, first off, if that's true, I want nothing to do with that. I don't want anything to do with any God that is going to sacrifice his son in one of the most horrific ways possible. I, I don't want to be a part of that. And and even the whole thing with John 3, 16, you know, God for so loved the world that he gave his only son and those who believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And what people don't talk about this, and they don't talk about it. You learned it in school, but like Christians believe, like real Christians, true Christians, not people who just might go to church on Easter, you know, when they were kids or something because it's like a tradition. But um, no, real Christians believe and they teach that 
If you don't believe that Jesus is a savior, you don't go to heaven, you go to hell. And I always had a problem with that because I was like, well, what, you mean Jews? Jews go to hell? And your Bible teachers would be like, well, yes. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. I mean, this is what about Muslims? They go to hell too? Yes. Okay, well, what about from the time Jesus died on the cross while Christianity was still, before it became like a religion and, you know, you could go witness and tell people about the good news, about Jesus, the good news. What about all the people that died in the meantime? Well, did they go to hell? And they don't have an answer. And it's like, well, what about all the people that died before Jesus? Like, did they go to hell? Do they just get like a free pass? I mean, what about all the, the Jews and uh, other, there were so many religions. Everything was, uh, what's it called? Uh, polytheists. Like that, that, I mean, the Canaanites had many gods. The Egyptians had many gods. The Romans, the Persians, the, the Babel, it was all poly, polytheist. So what, they all go to hell too? I mean, because they didn't know about Jesus yet. Jesus, I mean, what, I mean, so the, the Jews that, that believed in the, the Yeehaw or Yahweh God, which is the God in the Hebrew Bible is what they called him. I mean, did they go to hell? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, well, what about all the people like in Africa that's never heard about Jesus? And they're like, well, that's impossible. I'm like, no, it's very possible. What about a 12-year-old Jewish person or a Muslim that lives in a different country that died, you know, when they're young, 12 or 13, and they, they've never had the opportunity to hear about Jesus because, you know, they're young, they're young, just like I don't know anything about Judaism or Islam because I'm not around it. So do they go to hell? And they'd be like, yeah, they go to hell. And I, it didn't make sense. So I, they would kick me out of class. And then I would be like, well, what about retards? Do all retards go to heaven? And then I'd, I'd get detention. But anyways, um, that's been Comedy's Dead. So like, follow, and subscribe, and whatever. I'll be back next week. And I'm going to talk about Christmas shopping and Amazon and that stuff. But I do, I do want to think, I, I wish, I wish I lived around smarter people that could go into depth with the Bible because there's so many contradictions. And if you know anything about history, it's really fascinating. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, Canaan was a vessel state for Egypt and all these people supposedly were let out of Egypt to go conquer the land of Canaan, and all the people that they had to defeat just happened to be the vast majority of them were enemies of Egypt. It's weird. But then it was written, all this stuff was written when they were in exile with Babylonia. So strange. So strange. So many, like, things that are, like, mysteries but not mysteries. And Anyways. Um... And then Abraham being a, who's definitely a shepherd, well, and a pedophile. Um, anyways, you could spend a lifetime in this stuff. But yeah, guys, I'm an atheist. I do not believe in any God. So you guys do what you want. Um, but that's been Comedy's Dead. So like, follow, and subscribe.